When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Apartment 4D, the podcast all about New Girl. I'm your host, Jill, here with my co-host, Joe. Hello. And Hevs. Hi, everybody. And we're here to discuss season four, episode 18, Walk of Shame, one of my favorite episodes. Before we do, we'll pass around the feeling stick. I have nothing this week. Joe, do you? Um, no, not this week. Hevs? I do. Shocker. Um. Ah, my world sort of collided. So this week I wanted to watch this movie um, called This Is And Then I Go. And I did. And it was crazy because the dad is played by Genslinger. Oh, nice. And he's on this week's episode. So that was kind of cool. But totally, totally different role. It's a very dark movie. And he's like it's totally different so it shows his range as an actor Mm -hmm. and then the only other thing I'll say is full disclosure I have a little bit of bitterness toward this episode I'm just gonna say it before we go into it I thought it was ridiculous that they would have an episode of so much outdoors and not have outside Dave somewhere in there Oh, well, they weren't in their neighborhood. Okay, and outside Dave was back by the apartment. Yeah. You never know where he can pop up, though. That's true. Okay, so let's jump into the Netflix description by first starting with the Joe Flicks description. Joe, what do you got? Oof. On this one? Yeah, it would be good if you if you recapped the episode we're talking about. So, the real... Uh, the real name of the show is um, The Walk of Shame, right? Correct. And what I'm looking for you is for the Netflix slash Joe Flix description. <laughs> I don't think I have one for this one. Ooh, okay. The Netflix description is Jess and Cece party all night and Jess, ups- Jess ends up spending the night with Bearclaw. Coach is embarrassed to introduce Nick and Winston to May. Wildly inaccurate. Nick and Winston already know May. And I was really hoping for a strong Joe Flicks because I was definitely going to vote for it this time. But we can't. Sorry, Hebs. Well, I'm going Joe Flicks. You can't go Joe <laughs> Flicks. He didn't say Because anything. I didn't like the other one. Oh, my God. Guest stars I'm a huge Joe Flicks fan. Guest stars from this episode include Billy Snow as Ken. And we will jump right into the episode. We open at the bar where the girls have just gotten blowouts, which is an amazing experience for those of us who know. Joe probably doesn't. And <laughs> Winston says, you know whose hair he admires? Jesus's. But his hair gets yeah. overlooked because all the miracles and stuff. I was dying. But I have to say, in that scene, I did not see any difference in Cece's hair from normal. Cece's hair always looks amazing. 
And I saw a difference in Jess's hair, but I prefer it in its regular way. I hated Jess's hair. Yeah. I mean, I didn't hate it. It didn't look like it had a blowout, but I just think it looks so much prettier. But I've always been a fan of long, big, fluffy hair from the 80s. So Nick points out that a place that does blowouts basically washes your hair. So they create a problem and then (laughs) charges you to fix it. And Schmidt says, careful to the girls. A blowout can give a woman too much confidence and you can take on things that you just can't handle. Very foreshadowing. That's when the new beer delivery guy, Ken, comes in with Bearclaw and Bearclaw invites them, invites Jess and Sessie to a party at their place and they decide to go because they promised charisma that they would not waste these blowouts and they're just going to see where the journey takes them. And I'm already hooked on this episode. It's bear claw. It's a party. I'm excited. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm excited. And I just think it's funny that charisma also is worrying, worrying about Taylor Swift. Yes. At the time, a lot of us were worried about Taylor Swift living on her own in New York. That's that was and the- that is all we all are. <laughs> Joe, did you notice the girls blowouts or did they look the same to you? They looked the same to me, but it wasn't hard to find the bear reference in this show. Well, we're not there yet, but go ahead. Would you like to share yeah, it with the group? Up. Bear Claw. Oh, nice. <laughs> Heather already spoiler alerted that at the end of our last episode. Oh, I did? Yeah. You're like, I found the bear. <laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> so we have the opening credits and then Jess. No, I don't know if this is the opening credits. I think it just flashes right to this. Oh. I'm sorry. Jess wakes up and she's next to Bearclaw in his room and she's doing a silent scream while he's like trying to nuzzle into her, which, oh, Jess, oh no, we're thinking at this point, right? A little coyote ugly. Uh, So now I need to apologize in advance because this episode goes from scene to scene to scene to scene. It's very choppy. So is what it is. We'll just get into it. We're back at the loft. All the guys are there except for Coach. He's on a jog with May. And the guys are talking about how they heard May hasn't even kissed him yet. She Ooh. comes in and says she's doing a performance today in an art gallery. And Schmidt automatically gets it, knows what song she's talking about, is kind of vibing with her. And she says everybody should go to the show. Which before even knowing what the episode's about, I'm thinking, I don't know if Nick and Winston should go to the show. So I'm on the same page with Coach in a couple minutes. But we're back with Jess and Cece in Bearclaw's house or apartment in the hallway. Cece comes out wearing a shirt that says the man with an arrow pointing up at her face and the legend with an arrow pointing downward. Oh, brutal. Ken is asleep on her shirt and they just got to get out of there. She doesn't care. They open the door. The lights are so bright. Well, the sun is so bright. Their car is gone. It's been towed. Both their phones are dead. They have no cash. And Cece starts yelling at some little girls who are laughing at them and says, she's a middle school principal. She can give you attention. I mean, I think that they should be, I mean, I know I would be way more hysterical than that if my car was towed. I wouldn't care about anything else that was going on except my car. Yeah, I think they were just too hungover, maybe still drunk to be worried about it. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So Coach is with Schmidt and he says he's worried about Winston and Nick coming to this art gallery thing. Um, and he's already having trouble fitting in with May's friends where it flashes back to him. Like, oh, this made me think of you, Joe, of course, humming the theme to Monday Night Football, which I know well because I used to live with you. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Is that and your favorite song? It's one of my favorite songs. And then... Um, Schmidt didn't just be like, 
oh, I know that. Like he's he said he was in some play of Shine or something. Hmm. And that's how he learned how how he learned Beethoven and stuff. You don't remember that. I just know he knew the joke. Yeah. Well, if you had closed caption, you would have saw it. It just <laughs> it's, it says something about Shine, like I was a star in my musical Shine, and I played the so and so. It was all in closed. Yeah, caption. you really, you really learned a lot there. That's a lot of detail you got from closed captioning. I saw a meme today, and I meant to send it to you guys. And it was like I keep my closed captioning on all the time because I'd be snacking really loud sometimes. <laughs> Considering I'm literally watching you eat cubes of cheese right now as we do the podcast. Joe's favorite snacky. So Cece and Jess exchanged uh, Cece's purse for to use the middle school girl's phone and Jess tries every phone number she hasn't memorized which of course we only see she uses Nick's I don't know which one she did before that and he doesn't answer the girl sees some shoes on a wire they try to get them down that's not working they follow a water delivery guy into a house that's having a birthday party because they're so dehydrated and thirsty before we see what happens in that yard we're back at the loft where uh coach and um, Ernie, as I like to call him when he's dating me. Oh no, Ernie and Schmidt come out and say, try to convince the guys not to go because they're worried about their behavior. Like, oh, we have to go to this stupid music thing. We have two coupons for the water park and <laughs> try to convince the guys, you know, like reverse psychology them. Like you guys can go to the water park. We'll do this boring thing. And Nick says they're lousy serpents because he doesn't want to go to this thing, but he's mad that they don't want them to go on what that is a lousy serpent. I like when they go afterwards and Nick can't do it. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Instead. <laughs> so the girls are trying to lift the water when the kids come out for the party and they go hide and we find out that Jess admits she didn't sleep with Bear Claw. They made up a musical about woodland creatures and we get a little snippet of that more to come. I was just so grateful they didn't sleep together. Well, right? Gross. Yeah. Um, so Cece didn't hook up with Ken either. She tried, but she called him Smith, Schmidt. And Jess is like, that's okay. And she's like, two times. And Jess is like, well, that happened. It's <laughs> fine four times. I wish Schmidt could know that because he feels so good about himself. Oh, I know. And then she tidied up his room because she felt bad about it. Yeah. So back at the art gallery and coach takes and this is a good point about those kind of hors d'oeuvres eats uh like some meat on a stick and then has nowhere to put the stick and he tries to put it in a woman's purse did you guys see that no yeah, pork belly on it yes he didn't want to put it in his pocket because it had pork belly on it when they see nick and winston behaving visiting laughing with some people and they're very alarmed but we're back at the house for the party and the girls are drinking hose water when Genslinger comes up and asks them what they're doing. And they automatically assume this is his house. He has a diaper bag and this is his kid's party, which is what I thought too. Although I don't know why you'd be carrying a diaper bag around your own house. Yeah. But we're back at the art gallery. <laughs> <laughs> and the guys are behaving well to prove the other guys wrong. The coach loses it anyway. And is trying to like pat them down, loses his balance, knocks into the flautist. And then uh, May says, apologize to so-and-so. And he's like, who's that? And she's like, the flautist. And he doesn't know what that means. She's like, the flute player. And he apologizes and say, I should go. And I thought it might be the end for them at that point. Did you guys, the first time you watched it? Yeah, I mean, I thought it might be, but I was too busy laughing. I love physical humor. Joe, were you worried about it? 
in worried about um, coach. Did you think that that would be the end of their relationship the first time you watched it? Well, is this when she sat down and played the theme song? No. Oh. It's when he knocked over the flautist. The flutist? Okay, I'm going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> we're back at the party and um Jess is like yelling at Gensling or like you think we're on a walk of shame and she's going crazy and she's singing and it's a mess and they find out it's not his house he's actually there as a clown his girl or his fiance Jen left him and that's when and I always think of this when I think of new girl um <laughs> just looking at Joe's face I'm having a hard time not laughing <laughs> Jess says that she's Eliza Minnelli impersonator to the mom who's hosting the party, which I thought was pretty quick-witted and accurate, right? Yes. Did anyone, whenever I see a clown on TV, I always have flashbacks of Modern Family and Fizbo. Oh, I hated Fizbo. I loved Fizbo. But I did love that show. It was a good show. Good show. But the, the funniest part we haven't mentioned yet in that scene is when the guys pull up in the car and yes. anywhere near that yet there he is no. oh well i'll, I'll foreshadow it so anyways no. um <laughs> they pull up and nick's like no joe Kenslinger. he goes hey nick he's like nice shoes <laughs> like that's the only thing he met he noticed out of the you know the reunion of those guys yeah i think he says hey nicholas actually but before that happens, uh, <laughs> we're in the bathroom at the art gallery still, and they're trying to get the toothpick out of Coach's leg, which I don't think is that complicated. Instead of pulling it out, Winston thinks they should just keep pushing it all the way through until it goes to the other side. Yeah. Um, everyone's trying to make fun of Winston when they're making fun of each other and pointing out their flaws, but he's not worried about it. And Coach says he thinks that May's too good for him. Um, before we get back, to that we're back at the party and jess convinces genslinger he doesn't need to be a clown he needs to leave and he's really rude to the lady who's hosting the party and i don't understand what the problem is like if that's his source of income i feel like he should have seen it through but the girls convince him rely on referrals what's that hope he doesn't rely on referrals yeah so the girls decide or convince him to leave with them and go on an adventure we're back at the gallery and after the guys have talked him up coach um goes to may and he says i know we're both in different circles but that's what i like about you i don't like i hate classical music but if you're playing it i want to listen and that's when she says okay i'm gonna play you this one song if you can name it you know we can keep dating and he's like oh my god whatever so annoyed and what song is it joe Monday night football right because she likes yeah. him too and she learned that for him and then they kiss and we're very excited that they're staying together now that Genslinger's on the walk of shame the guys pull up and Winston uh, says, shame, shame, I know, your, I know name. your name. That <laughs> from him is mess around. Mm -hmm. And then this is my second favorite phrase. I like later on in an episode, he calls her Jessica Damn Day. I don't think that's oh, that. Yes, I like that too. Yeah, he has so many good, so many good things. So they so after, after the exchange, Joe already, quote, foreshadowed, end quote, for us. They say, do you want to ride? And Genslinger's like, yes. And then Jess is like, no, we're going to walk. Do you have something to say, Hebs? I do. Um, I was just grateful that we had a car scene that didn't turn into a commercial for the car. 
I mean, not verbally, but it did say the name of the car. I can't remember what it was, but real clear shot of the name. Oh, of it the did. <laughs> so I was like, it's definitely a car commercial. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I didn't even catch that. The last scene is back at the loft where Bearclaw oh. is there waiting because uh, Jess forgot her purse and they perform the musical with Genslinger when May runs out of Coach's room wrapped in a sheet but then goes back and gets dressed so that she can then bring out, I guess she brought her instrument with her and is playing the cello while they perform the musical about the gay wolf and Chinese food. and Gay Chinese food. I mean, that should hit Broadway, honestly, guys. It you? should. And I just want to say something. Great. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. Sorry, you guys. Okay, what were you going to say, Joe, while Heather tries to remember? Well, you guys call it the cello, but Nick calls it the stand-up guitar. Yes, that he does. That's true. That's true. Me and everyone else calls it that. Um, so that brings us, Heather, do you remember what you were going to say or no? what joe just said oh okay so that brings us to favorite jess look um, mine's tied specifically to her liza minnelli reference and her makeup her outfit and her hair and, and i just thought that was really funny so while i didn't like the look on its own i thought it made for a oh. great joke joe what is your favorite jess look well she was in the same outfit the whole episode well she was mm-hmm. but um yeah she was in the same outfit so probably the same one Heather? Okay, I, I, for me, it's very specific. It's not the outfit, but I don't know if you guys noticed that her purse was around, it was an old school record. Yes. So I thought that was pretty cool. You don't see that every day. Yeah. Okay, so that brings us to best dressed overall, Hebs. Why don't you take it? I had to go with Ginslinger. That was cracking me up. The clown suit, or you mean his yeah. outfit? Yeah, his clown suit. Joe? As far as best dressed? Yep. Yeah, I I think the clown suit is probably the, the best one. Yeah, it sticks out the most. I like the big feet on it. I went for, Je- or I'm sorry, I went for Cece's The Man, The Myth shirt, especially because when she's walking next to the car, and Schmidt says, like, why are you wearing that shirt? And she goes, oh, you know who the myth is or you, whatever. I just thought it was a funny and like, then Schmidt's kind of shocked face. Um, so that was but my best. Really quick, uh-huh. I, 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 aside from the shirt, that skirt and that hurt, like that was circa late 80s. I think that probably her whole outfit made sense was the impression I was under. Oh, okay. And I think they, they really heightened their outfits. Because Jess's outfit was so sparkly to like really increase the walk of shame element. Oh, that's you know what I mean. Like really short skirts, really uncomfortable clothes, like really trying to drive home that they were on a walk of shame visually. Um, because I thought that's kind of an odd choice for Cece, but Cece's clothes have ne- are never really there's always something a little off. And then some lady even noticed it because she drove by and said, ha ha, walk of shame. Exactly. Well, Jess her car. Jess is like, why just can't, why can't we just call it a walk somewhere? Yeah. I yeah. know. <laughs> but she wants to have some feminist rant as they're trying to escape the apartment. But she makes, just point. she makes an excellent point for a guy. It would just be a walk. But for them, it's a right. walk of shame. 
very true. Okay, so favorite Schmidt moment, Heather? Well, okay, this is another resentment that I have toward this episode. Not nearly enough Schmidt as I need from an episode, but I was actually going to almost have to put no, none for favorite Schmidt moment. But then at the end, when they're doing the musical, we get to see Max's real smile. Mm, okay. So I put that in for me. Joe, what's your favorite Schmidt moment? Uh, it would have to be when he's talking about his musical called Shine. Okay. Because <laughs> he, uh, he always has some, he always has some kind of like, uh, like, you know, sophisticated aura about him whenever there's these artistic things happening. Mm-hmm. That nobody get nobody gets it. You know what I'm saying? Nobody yeah. understands yeah. what he's saying. He's very well rounded. Yeah, sophisticated, yeah. if you will. It was a lot about yeah. the finer things. Yes. So my favorite Schmidt moment was in the bar after the girls get the blowouts, and Jess says, "You know how your hair never looks as good oh. as the salon," and he goes, "No, I don't," or whatever. Like, and insinuating his hair always looks good, and how. Like, it's just the quickest little, I wonder if it's even a real line. Like, he just says it under his breath, and it's so funny. Everyone's comment like back that to that. Too. That was a good one. Yeah. So there's a zero on the jar count, and that brings us to favorite funniest moment. And mine is the guest stars in general, because even though we didn't talk about them up top, because they're not new guest stars, not only do we get Genslinger, we get bear claw. And so my favorite funniest moment is any scene they were in. Cause it's two characters. You just are so excited to see again in the same episode. So okay. anything, any storyline, any part that they're in that they end up singing together is my favorite funniest oh, moment. Um, well, okay. I had, hang on. Okay. So I, mine's different. So I had to put a couple of things Winston's two lines, Jesus, and then shame, shame, I know your game. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, how could I not go with the musical? I don't want to be basic, but. No, the musical is amazing. Joe, what is your favorite or funniest moment overall in terms of this episode? The musical. Nice. You love a good musical, surprisingly. We do. I mean, it wasn't like wicked, but, you know, it was kind of. I should rephrase that. Once a musical is forced on you against your will, you do like it. <laughs> yeah. That brings us to Honey Roast Award for the best character performance, et cetera, in this episode, which now this is a little redundant, but I chose the musical for the Honey Roast Award. Oh. It had instruments. It had lots of different notes. It had a gay wolf. I just think, I, I would love, I mean, I'm assuming that was just them going on their own, that there was no direction other than a woodland creature musical but of yeah no but I just loved every minute of it and the fact that 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 voice became Olaf in the Disney movie Frozen later is just hilarious to me and I loved everything about it Joe who or what gets your honey roast I think in this show you know you gotta kind of like you know going to the object kind of thing you could give the honey roast to the cello. Oh, okay. Because it's the instrument that brought everybody together and brought the artsy side out of everybody. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? And was the center of, it was the center of the object of the romance for May and Coach. Wow, that was a nice, that tied together beautifully, Joe. Yeah, I mean, think about it. I mean, their their common theme was that cello. It really, it saved their relationship because if it didn't play Monday Night Football, Coach would have never known that song, another song. You couldn't play Beethoven's Fifth. He wouldn't have known it. And then the, the, the cello was also in the musical. Yep. So the cello had a lot of roles. I, I see what you did there, and I like it. Nice, yeah, very personal. Honey roast for you, Hebs? Um, well, my honey roast is kind of like um, what your favorite was. Uh, bear claw. So it goes to bear claw and to Genslinger. Um, but not because I like them that much, but just because the musical. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the musical was really, I, I, I remember at the time just being cracked up, which is so unexpected. Oh, it's great. to sing, but she sings less as time goes on, just like how her outfits kind of get less eccentric as time goes on. Um, so we know the bear in this episode is Bear Claw because Heather told us last week and we learned it early in this episode and it's super obvious. So that brings us to discussion questions. Joe, did you bring a discussion question this evening or this mm. morning when people are listening? Well, I mean, I think the only question in this show. I love how you always preface it like there can only be one question or there's right or wrong answer for this part. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the discussion question obviously is. Well, I just think like if you think about early on in relationships, you have to. you have to sometimes like things about people that you don't really like, but you got to show that interest. And mm-hmm. Coach was exposed because eventually she found out that he knows nothing about music. Mm. Ah. But, you know, what is the funniest or craziest thing you're like, oh boy, I got to pretend I like this or this might not work out item. Mm-hmm. Whether it, be, it could be a friend, could be a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Is that with me, Joe? Was that why you pretended to like accessories and purses? No, I mean, I had to teach you about balloon hanging and parties and stuff that like that. That wasn't my question. Oh, what? Oh, did I pretend? <laughs> no, really no, your question. No, it, it wouldn't be a good uh, analogy for us because I think we both liked all the the same things. I mean, the only thing you liked more was musicals, but I went to Wicked and I liked it. True. Hevs, you have done this before, so I guess you should take the question. Yeah, it was. that's funny. Joel and I are on the same wavelength tonight because I also wrote that down as a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I have done that. I think one of the most obvious was um, I had a crush on this guy at the gym and he really liked sports. Oh no. <laughs> so I I started showing up <laughs> on, on my stair climber reading the sports. Page. Oh my god. I don't know what you're reading. <laughs> I also had um this really stupid boyfriend and he was into guns. He had some at my work. Don't tell me showed up with a gun to work. Yeah, it was scary. Um, no, you, you then, didn't show up with a gun to work. 
No, I didn't show up with a gun to work. He did. Oh, good. Like the newspaper, you would want a gun to work. <laughs> a Glock. And I was always afraid he'd shoot me with it. And then <laughs> he liked he liked going dune bugging and motorcycle riding. Those stories were very boring. And then the last most ultimate boring thing about him, video games. Oh, that's true of all the boys nowadays. Yeah, so I had to pretend to like those things, and I hated them. Good discussion question, Joe. Have did Great you bring question. discussion question? Well, I I think to follow up on that. Oh, a follow up oh, question. Yeah, I think that for me, nudie, new meeting new people is more interesting because. If you try to learn about them, there's going to be something about them you don't know. And I just remember in college, I'd meet people, like I went to school in in different states. So when you move to that part of the country and you learn about that part of the country and like the city where you're from or or your friends are from and all that, you just learn new things. Like when I went to school in Indiana, I learned all about farming because it was like in the middle of a farming area. Oh, that's what I'm saying. You did. Yeah. And you learn about animals and how they, these kids would get up at 4 a.m. and feed the animals. I mean, they did more before 8 a.m. than I did before noon on, in those days, you know? <laughs> and so you, you didn't have learn. to pretend. So you're saying yeah. you can just be interested in new things. Yeah. So you just learn about everything. And so sometimes when you want to pretend, it actually turns into... Oh, this is cool. I like this. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, that happened to me. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, you also give qualifying questions. Like, like if a girl wasn't into sports, then I, I didn't even really pursue it after that. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, so although, yeah, you will try to learn some things about the other person, there's there's qualifying things like you know do they smoke do they like sports you know what I'm saying deal breakers are, you call yeah them. those are deal breakers okay Hevs did you have a discussion question we have time for probably one yeah uh, okay so mine goes back to the opening scene at the restaurant where they're talking about oh they promise charisma not to waste the blowouts. Mm-hmm. So my question, and this doesn't really apply to Joe, but like, do you ever feel like you just got your hair done or whatever, and you're not going to waste it no matter what? Well, now, wait a minute. That's, that's offensive and sexist because Joe loves getting his hair cut and he loves showing it off. (laughs) Joe's always getting his hair cut. Of the three of us, the one who is the most excited about getting his hair done and like walks in, no one can see me, but like this and like, oh, I got my haircut. Oh, I got to get, he comes from Arizona to California to get his haircuts. I have you? so many times been going to the grocery store and there's Joe coming out of the hair. Like how much does yeah. his hair grow? He's always getting a haircut. Yeah. Well, it's the only time I get gel in my hair because they put gel in your hair. <laughs> oh, why would your hair need gel? Because it's free. <laughs> so I get the gel. It's kind of it's kind of cool. Oh, you know, I can buy you some gel if you think it's cool. You could use it all the time. I no, like I can't put gel. it in. The hairdresser can put it in because they can see my head, but I I can't put it in. 
So you don't well, have mirrors? So to clarify, you own three ice cream stores, but you can't afford gel and you don't have a mirror. Right. <laughs> well, your birthday's coming up, so I know what someone might be getting. I know. I, I just <laughs> yeah. asked him today, what do you want for your birthday and Father's Day? And he said he didn't know, but now we know. Exactly. Um, Very yeah, no, I tried to time my haircuts more because I think like right after your haircut, and this is true, I think for Joe, so for guys and girls, it's like your hair's like in shock. Like it doesn't look quite right. It yeah. Takes, especially for a guy, it takes like a couple days, but I do like the way they style my hair. And if I've got my hair colored, then I feel really sassy. So I do try to time it to, oh, I have something going on that day or the next day. So I can like get the most oomph out of it. I'm assuming you do too, Hebs. Yeah. Um. Well, I can't really do my hair or makeup. So like if I get it done to go one place, like let's say- I'm going to a musical, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. And then I get my hair done and my makeup done for the musical. I will try to either preserve it for the next day or get a second use out of it that day. Like when Heather used to, if she'd have her makeup done for something, go to my mom's house with like four or five outfits. <laughs> And then like have my mom take pictures of her in the front yard in one outfit and then change and do pictures in the backyard and then change and do pictures in the living room and then change into a picture with her dog and then use them for like the next 10 days as if they're all happening on different days and no one was going to Anyway, that's all we have time for today. We will see you next time for season four episode. Let's see, that's going to be episode 19. And it is, uh, I forget what it's called. It's like, do the right thing or the right thing. Do and the I right thing. This episode so much. I It's the only episode I like less than the bad Thanksgiving one when they go camping. I really don't like, I'm uncomfortable. I don't think it's funny. Wow. I don't even know what it is. It's where Jess dates, like goes on one date with the guy who died. Oh yeah. That's and then, like some football players in it, Joe, or somebody, maybe it's a baseball player. Anyway, we'll find, we'll talk about it next week. So we hope you guys have Nothing. a good week is worse than that Thanksgiving episode. I think this one's pretty cringy. We'll see. Ooh. All right. So we'll see you guys next week. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, if you could please rate and review our podcast. It's been a while since we've had um, some reviews. We'd appreciate it. And we appreciate you guys. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.